This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya folks, old man Grognard here. It is Friday. Hi Friday. Yay. Nothing like the high you get on a Friday afternoon with the weekend in front of you. I hope you're all doing well. And this is kind of an adjunct to yesterday's episode, which means I'm going to ramble again. I've been thinking a lot about random encounter tables again. And I, I, they are a constant source of wonder to me because they're just, they fire my brain. And when I'm in the game, when I'm prepping, it's a random encounter table. Okay, fine. Even if like, say the module or what, if I'm using a module or something, they give you a customized random encounter table, which is good. I've yet to make my own because I get so much out of regular encounter tables, I don't feel the need to. I kind of wish sometimes I could actually run a game with nothing but random encounters, you know, like a sandbox or something like that. But I always feel the need that there should be a point and a purpose to why the characters are wandering around these hexes. So I tend to, that's why I keep my plot, one of the reasons I keep my plot simple, I'm starting to fall in love with random encounter tables because to me, random encounters, it's never an ordinary encounter unless I just want, unless I, if I roll a one, say random encounter on a one and I roll D6 and it's a one, I have the choice of ignoring it or doing something with it. And so I don't worry about I don't worry about if I roll a random encounter and I don't like it. I can always say no random encounter. So, you know, sometimes you have to do that. If you roll something twice or something that's already happened or something, okay, no encounter. So it's, it, it really, it really gets my brain going. Cause when I do a random encounter, I want it somehow to count. And if I can link it into the story there, the story we are telling at the table. I had a random encounter in the last game that was a druid. Just a druid. So I put a druid on the side of the road. He was getting ready to break up camp and he had he was riding a donkey and he was over at this rock outcropping and the guys went over to talk to him and they were and he was scared because this party comes up that's totally armored and you know, he's just there minding his own business, and all of a sudden, uh, he was he was kind of high strung anyway. But they wanted to know if he had any more information about the boy they're trying to rescue, and he gave them a little information, the what little they needed or what little I wanted to give them, and it was like, here, I know this, don't hurt me, type of thing. 
And that worked into something else because he packed up and left and went over the rise in the field there. And they're getting ready to go, and all of a sudden they hear this blood-curdling scream come from around the rise. He sees him and the donkey riding hell-bent for leather back to the outcropping, followed by six knolls, who he happened to run into trying to go away from the party. And so that, that was a whole big fight scene right there. That's the kind of thing I love. I did one where it's like, okay, you see a bear in the distance walking along. The mage goes, I lightning bolted. So why'd you do that? It's because we need food. Oh, okay. Which is which is nice. Uh, I. It seems like, my group, it seems like every time they see something they can interact with, they want to interact with it. Although there are a few times where I say, oh, they're too far away or something like that. So it gives me even more impetus to embellish a table. That's why I like them so much, because if they just give me something flat, I will start to embellish in my mind at the ga- at the table right there. And it's like, what else can I do with this? That's why I like random encounter tables so much. It's almost at the expense of the story, but I don't want to do that, because they're going somewhere with a purpose. So to me, a sandbox, a hex crawl is not just a hex crawl. They have a purpose and a reason for doing what they're doing. And the random encounters are like the icing on the cake. It's 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 the GM having fun to me. I mean, he's already having fun with with the story and everything. But, you know, this is a little uh, indulgent of me as the GM. But I try to include them, too, because I throw something at them. Like that, uh, that camel that I said was walking by, I just concluded it was a male camel. And they were riding female camels. And he was in heat. And, or they were in heat or whatever. And so it sort of developed that way. That's why I like random encounter tables so much. I always wanted to get that book, uh, The Mother of All Random Encounter Tables. I saw a copy at my local game store for like 12 bucks. I think I may pick it up if it's still there. It was used. I didn't want to pick it up because it was a D20 product. And that means third edition Pathfinder. And it's like, oh, do I really want to? I'm going to go back and see if they still have it and probably pick it up but it is so random encounter tables here's here's the thing look at a random encounter table and just look at it and if it's just like got generic stuff because i've got a whole book of uh, ben ball did a random encounter table pdf of all the areas in hyperborea and so i'm going by that and it's just he he plops something in there. It's a monster, so you can look at the subtable monsters, and then you know for your for your area, and it's like okay, fine, that that's cool. But I, if I you throw something like a bear or one d six orcs, you can do so, you know you got to give them a reason for being there or whatever. And you can keep the reason in your mind. You can tell the players, or you can keep it to yourself. But there's a reason they're there. And things develop. This is how role playing happens for me. Because I do something, I take I take just a word on a chart, and develop it into something. And to me, the developing it into something on the spot, which I really like to do. So when you look at a random encounter table, just don't. I mean, if it's if you got. A plot point you're trying to get to, then either I wouldn't roll random encounters, I'd roll them and 
Oh, there's nothing. That kind of thing. If you need, if it basically for the pace of the of the adventure, for the pace, you got to decide whether you're going to use it or not. I tend to use them. I tend to use them more now than I used to, because. I, one, I don't like the railroad. Yes, they're on a plot. Yes, they're doing this. But I keep it loosey-goosey. And once again, I said simple frameworks work best. And this is one of the advantages of a simple framework. The random encounter tables. They are a lot of fun. And a lot of times I can link them back to the story, like the druid, that kind of thing. So keep that in mind when you're looking when you're looking at a random encounter table. I, I don't even look at them. When I'm planning a, when I'm planning a, when I'm prepping, I look at the random encounter table, but I don't look very hard. I just see what they got there and make sure I have the stats for whatever I need. If they're going to run into a certain, you know, the table says there's certain monsters there. That's mostly for in the dungeon and the wilderness. Okay, noted. There are owl bears in the area. Noted. There are. The ogres in the area. Okay, fine. Okay, make sure I have the stats for those. We're going. You know, I don't think about it much in prep. I'm worried more about. I'm worried more about the putting down the beats of the of the framework I have, and monster stats. No, oh, and dungeon maps and things. You know, that they that they may need. So, but once I get to the table, then I start using them and I love it and I just go, hmm, I could do something with that. Yes. So random encounter tables to me are gold. I know I've talked about this before in a previous episode, but I've been as I've been playing, I've founding them more and more and more valuable within the adventure. This is to see, yes, a hex crawl is great and people probably do this all the time, but I don't think I can do it with just random encounter tables. Oh, well, actually there's something I want to try. I want to try to take a hex crawl, say an area of the map, and just let them wander and use random encounter tables and see if a story develops out of those. That would be interesting. If I have two or three incidents in random hexes and use random encounter tables to fill in the rest, I think that might work. It might be even fun. So... I may try that. Yes, I know some of my players listen to this. So it's an idea, guys. It may happen. I don't know. We'll see what happens after we're done with this adventure. So use those random encounter tables. Go do it. All right, I'm going to start my day. So if you want to talk to me about this or anything else, I am at oldmangrognard at gmail.com if you want to drop me an email or if you want to drop me a voicemail over at Anchor, that'd be great. We're monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month. You can help support the program, and I would thank you, and thank you once again to Jonathan and Oliver for being my supporters. You guys rock. So, until I see you next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air.